Hey, I'm Becca Martin-Brown. I'm Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And with me today is someone who's usually one of my favorite people. Not so much today, but we'll explain to you why. Ed McClure, the Artistic Director of Arkansas Public Theater, is here with me to talk about the 2019-2020 season. You want to just apologize for yourself to start with? I, I cannot apologize <laughs> enough, but when you're on the cutting edge... Sometimes these things happen. Sometimes you get cut on the edge. <laughs> Sometimes you get cut on the edge. Here's what happened. We had seven out of the eight shows. What's up builds on Wednesday before you see it on Sunday. We knew seven of eight shows, and then the eighth show fell down. We found out uh, early this morning that our eighth show that we had selected was going out on an anniversary tour, and therefore was going to be restricted from us. We didn't know that. We didn't know that. So when you see your What's Up on Sunday, it's wrong. But we'll tell you the right news here. It's wrong in a good way. <laughs> well, yeah, it's wrong in a good way. So the season starts with you looking at, do you look at musicals first or do you look at straight plays first? I tell, I, I think that I want to say that I look at musicals first and then fill in. Because I, the analogy I often use is that musicals are the anchor stores of the mall and that the non-musicals are sort of the, the boutiques in between. Um, that has made it uh, itself more difficult um, with each passing year because we find ourselves wanting to do brand new shows and so trying to program those shows as what happened this year, it's very, often very, very difficult because things become available one day and they might be available for two weeks and then all of a sudden some producer has decided to revive the show or go out on tour with it and so suddenly it's yanked. So um, that happened to us with Les Mis. We fell into a window where we were able to get it and then literally right after we got the rights to it, it became restricted again. Um, so um, the musicals are very, very fluid. Um, they're sort of like trying to herd cats um, <laughs> because you never know, uh, you never know what's going to happen. And, um, and the publishing houses don't really know. Uh, they're sort of at the mercy of um, if they've got a professional tour that wants to go out, um, you know, they need to make money for their clients and so that's what they're going to do. So the first musical, which starts the fall season, I'm so excited about, I'm just cross-eyed. Tell me why Rocky Horror Show again. Well, we had so much demand to do Rocky Horror in the first place. And when we did it, it was an unabashed hit. And it sold out, and people had a great time. And it, Rocky Horror is for, you know, sort of folks our age, in our late 30s. <laughs> um, it was something that we equate, equate to our childhood. Um, but it... It has, it's sort of moved beyond that with the different incarnations, the Fox revival that, uh, that they did a few years ago. Um, so it sort of speaks to even, uh, a, if, if you can believe it, a generation even younger than us. Hard to believe. Uh, it's hard to imagine. Um, so uh, we were delighted by the turnout because it, 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 all ages, shapes, and sizes came. So, um, and immediately after the show was over, people were 
saying, oh, please do that again. When when will you do that again? And do you hope to get some of the cast back from the 2017 show? We had an excellent cast. And so, yes, that would be, it would be, it would be nice. But you know, you never know what's going on in people's lives and and their availability and what things they might be doing otherwise. But uh, uh, we certainly had a good cast, and, and uh, we look forward to seeing many of those folks back. We can hope. Michael Myers from Dr. Frankenfurter to God to Jesus. Maybe back to Dr. Frankenfurter. That's sort of the trifecta, right? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> so I don't know the second show, Newsies. It's not a show that I'm familiar with. That's our second musical. It's based on a um, uh, Disney movie, I want to say, of the 80s. It was long enough ago that Christian Bale, who was just nominated for Best Actor in Vice, was actually the youth lead oh. in in Newsies. Um, and it, and they took the movie script. Um, Harvey Firestein kind of rewrote it. Um, uh, the Disney songwriters, uh, they came in and added some songs, and, and it's be, it's been very, very popular on Broadway. Is it cutesy Disney or is it soaring Disney? It's soaring Disney. It cool. tells an epic tale of the newspaper wars uh, around the turn of the century <laughs> and, and the newspaper boys that uh, that sort of fought the system and won. Is there a part for a thirty late 30-something woman in this show? Um, there's always a role for you, Becca. <laughs> I you think I that. need to try out. <laughs> okay, so the third musical. What is it today, Ed? As of... As of right now, we'll be doing um, the uh, 2013 revival production of, of Pippin. Um, as I look on my iPhone, I see a contract from <laughs> Music Theater International. I need to merely sign it because they already have our money. Well, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to tell you, but I called them while you were driving down here, and I've switched to Quilters for the third musical. <laughs> But sadly, <laughs> I don't know that they carry quilters. Oh, darn. <laughs> um, I've been trying to get him to do that show for years, if you have an opinion. Ed McClure, call him at Arkansas <laughs> Public Theater. Absolutely. Um, we are doing Pippin. Pippin is a show from the um, 80s that was very popular during that time. It, it enjoyed a, a very long revival on Broadway back in 2013. Um, it kind of got reimagined. They kind of changed... Um, some of the roles and things around. Um, it's a delightful show. It tells an epic story of Charlemagne, King Charlemagne and his son Pippin, and Pippin's trying to find um, uh, meaning in his life. And so he goes through a series of adventures. And it's, uh, it's a great show. Um, it's, uh, it, it's kind of a fan. I'll say it's a family show. There's, you know, there's a couple little naughty things in it. But by and large, it's a, it's a great show and it has great music. Now, I am seriously excited about... In the theater world, you call them straight plays, meaning they're not musicals. And what a selection. It opens with a comedy of tenors, which is a sequel to Lend Me a Tenor, which APT audiences have loved in the past. Yes, we've actually done that show twice, about 20 years apart. Um, Comedy of Tenors, as you said, is a sequel. It follows up um, with Henry Saunders, who is the... uh, he was the president of the Cleveland Opera. Now he's mayor of Cleveland, and he's putting on this big, epic opera production of um, all of these tenors uh, in in Italy in a in the Colosseum. And of course, hilarity ensues. There's mistaken identities, scantily clad women, <laughs> doors opening and closing. Uh, it's really um, it's a great continuation of 
Lend Me a Tenor simply because it's got all the stuff you love about Lend Me a Tenor. And it's new characters and some old characters. And then this one just makes me want to jump up and down and yell, A Tuna Christmas. But I'm broken hearted that you and Mike aren't going to do it. Well, um, Mike may audition for it. I okay. will tell you that I, um, being in my late 30s, feel like I'm too old <laughs> to do it again. Well, it's two it, actors and 22 characters. It's it, a little bit of a challenge. It is sort of like doing a marathon. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it it is definitely uh, two roles for folks that are maybe slightly younger than Mike, <laughs> than Mike and I. But Mike and I enjoy doing it twice. As you said, it is uh, a story of... Uh, Christmas in Tuna, Texas, which is the third smallest town in Texas, and all of the all of the citizens, the 22 citizens, uh, men and women, are portrayed by two actors. And so much of the fun is the fact that an actor will walk off stage and walk right back on um, as another character. There's total quick change, and that's part of the part of the fun of it. And it's hilarious because the uh, way of life in Tuna, Texas, is a little. Sketchy. Um, it's sketchy. <laughs> some would say maybe a little backwards from, from what we're used to. And their their views on life aren't necessarily what you would call mainstream. It does have Petey, the, the uh, puppy lover. Uh, Petey Fisk is the uh, director of the Tuna Humane Society. He suffers a slight lisp when he talks. Um, and he's my favorite character. But he loves, he loves his animals. That's exactly right. He's my favorite character. I don't know the next one, but it sounds wonderful. Coming next spring, Meteor Shower. Meteor Shower is a play by Steve Martin. Like well the known. Steve Martin. The Steve Martin, the comedian, the actor. Um, it was on Broadway uh, two seasons ago, um, starring Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer was actually nominated for a Tony Award for Best Actress. Um, it is a really, really interesting story. It's two couples. Um, it's, I s- sort of jokingly say, it's sort of who's afraid of Virginia Woolf on acid because things just happen and you never know, really know what's true and what's not. Is it funny? It's hilarious. Okay. And it's set against the meteor shower that they've all gotten together to come over to this other couple's house to watch the meteor shower. Um, and uh, as I said, like Amy Schumer and Keegan-Michael Key were in it on Broadway. They're both well-known comedic mm-hmm. actors. Um, and it is so funny. It And it just takes your breath away because things happen that you just can't even imagine on what appears to be just kind of a a drawing room comedy, if you will. Oh, fun. Yeah. And then Buyer and Seller. Seller is spelled C-E-L-L-A-R. That's correct. Another show I don't know. This is a really, really funny show. Um, it is the story of an out-of-work actor, of course. <laughs> um, he takes a job working in the Malibu basement of Barbara Streisand. The Barbara Streisand. The Barbara Streisand. And the joke is that she has sort of warehoused all of these all of her gowns all of her stuff from movies and her whole basement is like a galleria and they call it a galleria and i see um, our costume lady is going to have a big time a big time it is uh it's very very funny and of course inevitably he meets uh the beloved barbara streisand and they interact with each other um it is written as a one-man show um, however, we are looking at what our options are to expand that because um, it's it's really, really a very funny script, irrespective of it being a one-man show. And the last one I've seen, and it makes me think of Laura Hightower and I had to dance around to find the playwright's name. 
It makes me think of Edward Albee. Is that fair? It's called The Clean House by Sarah Rule. Well, Sarah Rule is a very unique author, and she has such a unique point of view. Um, we did her play Dead Man's Cell Phone two seasons ago. Oh, I loved that. And, Chris Isham. Yeah, and it was very, very successful. Um, again, with her, you never really know what's real and what's mm-hmm. not. Um, and I love the description that it, that it said in the metaphysical meta, metaphysical Connecticut. Right. Um, and uh, it's, it's very funny, but it it has its little dark corners, too. The premise is that there's a couple who, he's a doctor, they hire a cleaning lady, but the cleaning lady doesn't clean, she tells jokes. She's a comedian. And they get somebody else to clean, and then he falls in love with somebody, and it's very, but the the feel of it feels Albie or Brecht mm-hmm. to me, kind of. Because there's this level of weirdness and uncertainty, you don't necessarily know what's happening and, and if what you're seeing is exactly true. And so by the time this comes out on nwadg.com, the party will be over Friday night. This will all be announced. And then we move on to what for Arkansas Public Theater? Well, we are opening um, a brand new play. We are the first, we are the only non-union shop that has been allowed to do this show called Stupid Kid by Char White. Char White, we've done two of his other plays. Um, we did The Other Place, and we did Annapurna. He is a terrific playwright. His plays always have such twists and turns. Um, Stupid Kid is an amazing script. It's a hard script. Um, it is... Uh, it, it, it's a little painful. It's painful. It is a family of folks that maybe uh, we wouldn't want to hang out with. But it tells kind of an important story, mm-hmm. um, and but I will I, I will I will say it is told um, in their language, and their language isn't always polite and nice. Yeah, it's a little salty. It's a little salty. And so the cast is Terry Vaughn and Tim Gilster. Uh, Tanner Pittman is the stupid kid, um, and a new actress named Mary Maxwell plays Hazel. Amy Eversall is the neighbor. Franny Hawker and I play Uncle Mike. I've read some of the script. It'll be interesting. And then after that, what comes next? After that is a play called A Kid Like Jake. Uh-huh. And it is, uh, it's really like right on trend for what's going on in the world right now. A Manhattan couple is trying to get their son, their five-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old son into the best preschool they can. But their son, Jake, finds that he likes playing with Barbie dolls more than than playing with G.I. Joes. And so the issue of sexual identification, even in children that young, and how that impacts um, the world and, and a, you know, a five-year-old getting into a preschool, it's it's really compelling and how the parents react to it it's and their really reaction. Interesting. Yeah. And then the last show is the musical, and it's Annie. Well, before, oh, before the musical, we have A Doll's House Part 2. Oh, right. Uh, which is a sequel to The Doll's House. Who thought... We needed Who a sequel, knew? That we needed a sequel to The dog, Doll's House. Uh, that is just, that is the trend uh, in theater right now. They're taking these old classics and writing sort of modern versions of Sort of sequels, sequels yeah. kind of. So Nora, uh, Nora comes back. She leaves at the end of Ibsen's Doll House. Mm-hmm. And she comes back 
and it's 15 years later and sort of what has happened and what uh, her relationship with her husband and she's needing to get a divorce um, but because he she thought he had divorced her and he and she hasn't so in that time period she can't get on with her life without the divorce and so it is howlingly funny it is not you know I read Doll's House mandatory for a theater major in college had to re- uh, read it you can't imagine uh, anything connected with Doll's House being funny, but it, it's very, very funny. So there's still a lot of this season to go before next year starts. Right. When when we get done with, with our February musical, we call this like our second season because we do these three non-musicals in a row and then the great the, su- the, the great summer musical that used to be the only musical right. at Rogers High School. Rogers High School, <laughs> that's right. And that's where we where we did Annie the very first time. Um, and then we've, we've done it again at the Victory Theater, and we're going to do it again this summer. Um, it is just one of those shows. I was thinking that the um, woman who played Columbia when we did uh, Rocky Horror actually played Molly, the littlest orphan, the first time we did Annie. That's how long ago it's been. So... It, uh, we might be older than our late 30s. <laughs> it is, uh, it's is—it's generational. It's funny how, um, yeah, Autumn Trout was uh, Molly, the littlest orphan, the, when she was eight years old. And then uh, and then the last time she was on stage, it was when, two years ago when we did Rocky Horror and she was Columbia. It's fun to see him come back around. It is. It well, is. I look forward to the rest of the season and to next season. And thank you so much for coming to be on our podcast. Well, I appreciate it. And again, apologize uh, to our friends in the media that uh, <laughs> that things sometimes outside our control uh, don't work out. But uh, we appreciate you guys uh, being partners with us and, and always supporting not only us, but all the arts in Northwest Arkansas. Well, so we thank love you. you all, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you.